Hello and welcome to the Equation of Sales podcast with me, Tim Gibbons. This podcast is a mixture of chat, ideas and training that can help you to improve your sales performance, close more deals and earn more money for you and your company. The Equation of Sales is my formula for successful selling, no matter what you are selling. You have to build trust with your customer, understand what they need, and then demonstrate that you can satisfy that need in a way that creates value for both of you. This month, we're looking at why will a customer choose you, and I'll be chatting with my guest, Adele Doherty of Speedy HR. It's pretty unusual to have no competition for your product or service. There's going to be someone out there doing something fairly similar. So why will your customer choose you? Ultimately, there will be something unique about what you offer that means the customer will choose you. Your job is to find out what that is, and I'll be talking about this throughout the podcast. Sometimes it's not your product that is unique. It might be the relationship that you have with a customer. That is definitely unique as there is only one of you. A great relationship can sometimes matter more than a great product. If your product is good enough and you have a great relationship with a customer, they may choose you because of the relationship. For my work as a sales trainer, the relationship with the client is crucial. If I'm going to work with them, then it's important for us to get along. They're not going to trust me to train their teams without a good relationship. Beyond that, I have skills and industry knowledge that make me very credible in the energy industry, and that makes me fairly unique. However, the thing that I do that few others do is that I build each course for each client based on their specific requirements. The content may be similar, but it will be tailored to the specific needs and products of the customer so that they get the best value from the training. What makes your product unique? It's likely that your product does things that lots of other products do, so the uniqueness may only be a very small part of the overall functionality. It's also quite possible that the unique functionality will vary from customer to customer. Not everything will matter to everyone to the same extent. It's important that you understand what matters to each customer so that you can stress this to them. You need to ensure that they think this feature is really important to them. If they do not think that it's important, then it does not matter that it's unique. Things that are not unique, or worse, that you don't offer but the competition does offer, they need to be made less important. If you can downplay these, make them less important in the mind of the customer, then you can improve your chances of winning. So my guest this month is Adele Tockerty of Speedy HR. Adele, welcome to the podcast. Uh, hi, glad to be here. Looking forward to this. 
Great. All right. Adam, can you just introduce yourself? Tell us about who you work for and what you do. Of course. So my name's Adele, Adele Doherty, and I work for Speedy HR. Um, Speedy HR are a company that deals with um, HR, payroll, accountancy, and pensions. So don't think of us as a software company because ultimately we do have software. Um, it, it's present. You use it. You can get it on the app. You can get it on a desktop. But we are far, far more than that because we are able to provide you with an accountant, um, a pensions company. We have CIPD qualified advisors and a legal team. So we encompass everything um, that you can imagine you would look for business-wise in that way. Okay. All right. That's obviously really important for every business. So uh, yep. that's great. So tell us about your journey to this point. Did you always want to work in sales? How did you... You know, do you know, I don't think, I think there's very few people that you would ever ask who would say I wanted to be in sales, mm. um, genuinely. I came into the world of recruitment um, and it, it was a sales world. And the reason being is I very nicely met somebody who'd been my manager um, in a nursery that I'd worked mm-hmm. when I was a student. Um, and I went on to be a recruitment coordinator. Um, Now, I wasn't a trained nurse. It was a healthcare company. So I then led my way into the commercial world of recruitment. And the reason it became so sales-based, and this was in the 90s, and cold calling wasn't done within recruitment very much at this point. And you know, it didn't bother me. And I quite liked it and I quite enjoyed it. And I was the only one. I worked for a big, big brand at that point. um, And I was the only one who was willing to do it. And it was quite brave on a Monday morning sitting, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, being the only one in the office, making call after call. But that that's how I got into the sales world and after okay. that person. Okay. You are one of the very few people I've met who likes cold calling. Um, I actually quite enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been doing quite a bit recently and, and I've got better at it and happier to do it. Yeah. But I still don't really like it. Um. And it's a silly thing because I'm quite happy to talk to people. Do you know what I think it is? I do like to talk to people. Mm. But um, I I set myself silly little targets in life. And I do it in everything I do. Mm. Um, And I think it's quite a, I think it's quite a good factor in cold calling to do that. Yeah. Um, I even target myself on train journeys um, for things I'll do every hour. Yeah. So, yeah. No, yeah. I quite enjoy it. Yeah. No, I, 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 when I do cold calling, I'll go, right, I'm going to phone 10 people. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to do. And if I don't talk to any of them, fine, that's it. But I will call 10 people and, and force myself to do it in that way. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure you've obviously learned lots of things over your career in sales. Can you remember the, like the first thing that you learned? Um, I think the first thing that I learned um was not to be disappointed and not to take it personally. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you, if you're going to take it personally in sales, then you need to, you need to think carefully. Um, and it's a huge learning curve when, when you come into it. And, and you, can, you can change your mindset. You can understand that. Because I think quite often in life, people are, are brought up to be quite well-behaved um, 
uh, and to not ask a lot of questions, not disturb people, mm-hmm. um, and not really go in and disrupt. And when you cold call, you you are a little bit disruptive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, and you need to really take on board that um, everybody's doing it. Every business is doing it. And you're just one. And somebody might be having a bad day and say, yeah. no, but they're just having a bad day mm-hmm. and enjoy it. I think that's what I learned. Yeah. 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 No, I think it's, I, I only read this morning, someone saying, don't assume that someone could, because somebody says no, that it's no forever. Yeah. Right? It might be no today, but who knows? Right. And so you never, never close doors or anything or burn bridges. Um, yeah. is really important. Okay. I think that is huge as well that, um, the sales world, uh, I tell anybody who comes into it, um, quite new into it is, is always remember the sales world is a smaller world than you realize. Mm-hmm. Yes. The world is huge and you must treat everybody with respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because they will remember. They will. They will. I bet, and also, if you do things good for people, they'll remember you and it'll oh, come back around and help. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so as, as you've gone on, can you think what's the most important thing that you've learned in sales? I also think don't overpromise. Um, I've worked in, I've worked in different aspects of sales, um, and and learned from from good people, different people. Huh. Um, but if you have an expectation of a client, um, you need to remember that you've you've made them a promise. Um, you have said you will deliver on this. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you don't do that, um you have just let somebody down and, and you didn't manage the expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I worked in um, an industry where print agreements were in place. Um, and, and it's a very good example that if you have a customer who's sitting waiting on a product, um, you must never, ever tell them that they'll get that product before they will. Yeah. Um, with us and with Speedy HR, um, which is very relevant for us. If you're dealing with somebody's pension, this is their future. This is their goal. Mm. This is what we work towards. Um, if it's an HR issue, um, you need to be quite transparent. You need to be quite effective. Um, and you need to work within within the expectation of the client at all times. Yeah, yeah. And I think you can, you can want to say, not deliver. If you, if you set the expectation that you're going to deliver on a certain date and you go, oh, we're not going to meet that, as long as you tell your client that, yeah, absolutely, they 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 can adjust to it and they'll accept. Yeah, you know, you're not meeting a deadline for a reason, yeah. as long as you tell them because they can then adjust what they're doing as a result. You need to be honest with your customer yeah. at all times. Yeah, they're yeah. a human being. They they will understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's what you obviously enjoy sales and all those things. Um, you've done it for a long time. What's been the best thing for you about working in sales? Do you know, I personally, um, I personally think it's how I've grown with it. Um, I've mm-hmm. learned skills with it. I've learned life skills with it. Yeah. Um, I think you, you learn and understand people's needs and people's basic natures. Yeah. Um, and, and you learn, I, I've learned a lot of empathy through sales. Yes. Um, and a lot of understanding of how people are. And as a business, we, I I truly train on this basis, um, and I absolutely believe that you must you must treat. I've said before, a customer with respect. 
um, and understand they have a family mm-hmm. or they have a husband, they have their job, they have a huge amount of pressure in their mm-hmm. life. Um, and, and sales gives you that training. It really does. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. It's, I, I remember going in to meet a customer once and it was we had the meeting arranged and it just happened to be a day that they were making a bunch of layoffs. Yeah. Um, and I said, right, let's just go for a coffee. Let's just have a chat. We're not going to yeah. talk about anything work-related. It's just not important, you know, yeah. today. Um, and, you know, they appreciate that and they'll come back to you in the future when it's ready. Um, well, do you know, I am I am very interested in my customers and I genuinely am very interested in my customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, everybody will always turn around and say, it's a target-driven industry. It is a target mm. and it is a figure-driven industry. But... At the end of the day, what you're really honestly only ever doing is having a conversation. And if you go back to the the outreach and the cold calling, that's you're only on for a chat. Mm-hmm. That's all yeah. you're doing. And if something comes of that, if they have a need, that's mm-hmm. what you're there to do. You're there to identify if they do actually have a need for your business. Yes. And if they yes. do, it comes from your chat, and then you can you can mm-hmm. solve that problem yeah. for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what would your advice be to someone starting out in sales today? Uh, enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Target yourself. Enjoy it. Yeah. Competitive with yourself. I, I'm not – sales is a competitive industry. Um, I don't like situations where people are too competitive with each other. It's healthy. It should mm-hmm. be there. Yeah. But I think the best thing to do – is to actually target your own calls, target your own yes or no's, mm-hmm. target yourself quite strongly, and you will succeed and you will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. All right. So the topic of this podcast is all about why your customer chooses you rather than someone else, right? And I'm guessing in HR and the services that you offer, it's a fairly crowded market, isn't it? Um so have you found ways that you're able to differentiate yourself from the competition? Well, do you know, I think every market is saturated. Mm. Um, and I, I think if you go into sales and you think to yourself, there's enough lot of us out there, um, then you haven't got your value. I know the value mm-hmm. of our product. I am going to be absolutely transparent, and I am. I wouldn't work with this product i i wouldn't i i know customers i have customers i brought from other areas um i wouldn't do it unless mm-hmm. i understood the ethos and the value behind it and as i i've said before speedy hr are working um very much with pensions w- mm-hmm. which is huge my pension is with the same pension company and I moved it. So you mm-hmm. need to have a bit of faith. Yeah. Um, accountancy services, my pay comes from the same accountants that the clients pay will come from. Mm-hmm. And it's important to me that I'm paid. So I know how it is important to them, their yeah. pay. Yeah. Um, with the HR, with the payroll, I know the team. I I, I understand how it works. Um, and, and I think a lot of people think that, um, when it comes to payroll, that somebody just goes in the magic fairy and presses a button and we all get paid at the end of the month. 
there is a lot of work that's mm-hmm. based on it. Mm-hmm. I understand our product very well. Um, I, and, you know, see, at the end of the day, with our customers, I hope they like us because the value can be there, the proposition yeah. can be there, but you need to like them and they need us. They need to like us. Yeah. And we will go that extra mile for them. Yeah, I I always say to people that I'd say your your product can be so similar to someone else's, but there's all sorts of other stuff around it that go into what you're actually delivering to the customer, um, and yeah. you are part of that, right? You yeah. are part. You are unique to your product, and that relationship that you have is therefore unique, and therefore you can make such a difference to people. Yeah, I honestly think that if I didn't use the teams, if I didn't use the product, mm. then there would be something. There would be something wrong. Yeah, um, you need to actually have enough faith to use it yourself mm-hmm. to see how it works effectively. Yeah, to then go on and actually say to a customer, "I actually think you should use this product too," and you know the solutions that will solve. Because, for example. Um, when it comes to managing holidays, sickness, attendance, mm-hmm. again, Speedy HR, my holidays that I've just taken for Christmas were logged on Speedy HR. Mm-hmm. So I know that I can go in and see it the same way a customer can. Mm-hmm. We effectively use everything that yeah. we want to recommend to a customer. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, it's so important to believe in what you're selling because yeah. it's transparent if you don't. Yeah, um, and the customer will see through it, and they're, they're never going to trust you because you clearly don't no. trust it. You know? Yeah, yeah. You you need to you need to be using it. Needs to be an active working mechanism that you understand, you use, and you enjoy, mm-hmm. and then you can recommend it to your customer. Yeah, that brilliant. It's been fabulous chatting to you. Much appreciated. All right. Thanks very much. Okay. Thank you. Reviews and referrals are really important to my business as they help to establish some initial credibility for my work. My longest established customer came to me from a referral. I had never heard of them before they contacted me, but I was recommended to them and I've worked with them for eight years now. Equally, I look for referrals whenever I can and will always reward anyone who refers me to a new customer that results in me winning work. Typically, this reward comes in the form of a box of delicious brownies. If you or anyone you know might be interested in my services, please let me know and a box of brownies could be on their way to you. Before we finish, here's a sales tip for you to think about. It's not just you and your product that is unique. Your customer is also unique. Different people think in different ways. It's really important to try to understand the way that your customer thinks, both as a company and the individuals involved in the decision-making. In some companies, one person makes a decision and everyone goes along with it. In others, decisions are made by consensus. 
This is particularly true in non-English-speaking countries. The personality of the person you are dealing with will affect how you need to work with them. People can be decisive, collaborative, relational, sceptical, analytical or innovative, and how you relate to these personality types will go a long way to determining whether you build a positive relationship with them and ultimately whether you can make a successful sale. Try to understand their personality as you get to know them and help them to make decisions in ways that suit them rather than you. And finally, this episode has been all about uniqueness, and we always think that we are unique. But what about identical twins? They certainly look exactly the same. Well, it turns out that they do not have identical fingerprints. This is because environmental factors during the development in the womb, the umbilical cord length, position in the womb, and the rate of finger growth, all impact your fingerprint. So regardless of whether you are identical or not, you are indeed unique. So that's a wrap for this month's podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed it and found it useful. My thanks to my guest Adele for her contribution. I was particularly interested in her thoughts about the life skills that she's learned through working in sales and how interested she is in her customers as people rather than as targets. If you would like to learn more, there are lots of resources on my website, hulock-consulting.com. There are sales tips, blogs and recorded webinars that you can watch whenever you want. If you're interested, I'm happy to have a free one-hour chat with anyone who works in sales to give them ideas that they can immediately apply to their work. As I say, there's no charge for this discussion. You can book this via my website, hulock-consulting.com slash booking. Please book the free introductory chat. Does your business need to generate more sales? Is your sales team telling you that they can't get a response from potential customers or that customers don't understand why they should buy your product? If you want to grow your business, you need Hulock Consulting. We help sales professionals to improve their performance through training and coaching to win more deals and generate more money. Whatever size company, we train in-house, online and get results. Find out more. Visit Hulock. That's H O L O C K consulting.com. And together, let's help grow your business. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Solving the Equation of Sales. Please subscribe for future episodes. And if you did find it useful, please tell your friends and colleagues so that they can benefit from it as well. Thanks for listening and happy selling. <laughs>